Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell, with my co-host, Jordan Lopez, and today's very special guest. He's a writer covering the Raider, the Las Vegas Raiders for Vegas Sports Today. He's host of the Real Talk Podcast, also covering the Las Vegas Raiders on all platforms. He has 31K on Twitter. Everyone, please welcome the one and only Kenny King Jr. Kenny, thank you so much for being on today's episode. How are you doing today? Doing good, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing great. I mean, it's finally game week. Football's finally back. <laughs> yes, yes. Magnificent, absolutely. Uh, the see, we're recording this as a Thursday night, so this, the Chiefs Lions game is just minutes away from kickoff. Um, obviously, those of you guys that'll be uh, watching the premiere on YouTube, it'll be up on uh, Friday morning. Um, and then everybody listening over on Spotify podcast as well. Make sure you guys are hitting the follow button, leaving a five star rating, turn notifications on, so you never miss an episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. ...episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. If you guys listen on YouTube, like I always say, please comment and like for the algorithm. Huge algorithm guy. Make sure you guys, all the comments, let us know your feedback throughout this episode. Do you agree with anything? Do you disagree with anything? Um, how are you guys feeling about this Raiders-Broncos matchup this Sunday? Uh, we have Kenny here on the show today. Um, I love your work, man. Everything that you're doing uh, with your podcast and then writing and all that, um, you know, appreciate your work and we're having him on today's show to kind of give a different perspective not always just our one you know one lens thing with the broncos but also getting a different perspective from the raiders side of things um so we do have the the rivals on today's show but i think we can share a few uh different perspectives on uh you know some different angles uh with this uh season opener against the raiders this sunday but um as a raiders fan uh you know from the outside looking in on this broncos franchise what are your kind of initial um Impressions with the new Sean Payton, Russell Wilson-led team and this new tandem and uh, duo they have going on. Uh, how far and how far do you envision uh, the Broncos going the AFC this season with uh, the new head coach quarterback duo they have? Yeah, you know, uh, I you know, looking at Sean Payton coming in, obviously it's a it's an attractive name. Um, he's had some success down in New Orleans. He's you know he's been a, a great leader as a coach. Uh, he's been in, been away from the game for a year. Um, took that time off. He, you know, went on to coach his kids' football team. Um, comes back coaching Russell Wilson now. Sat in the booth for a little bit. Um, there's a couple things that I have. Is you know, there's the question marks around. You know, is is this team ready? You know, is this team ready to to play? Um, also, is this you know, is Russell Wilson going to get back to Russell Wilson's form? Last year, we saw Russell Wilson not play to his potential. Um, he came in, you know, a little bit, you know, a little bit out of shape. Uh, we see this year that he's he's gotten in shape. He looks ready to go. Uh, but what, what I did see in the preseason is that, you know, he's still not on the same page. 
Um, so my question is, you know, really it's going to be around Russell Wilson. Is, is this a quarterback? Uh, is this a quarterback of the future? Um, is this the quarterback that the Broncos are going to go with? Uh, because they give up so much to get to get them right. Um, and, you know, is this a, is this a marriage that's going to work? You know, I we saw I saw the comments uh, that Sean Payton had. You know, you're not a politician. Don't go out and kiss babies and do all this stuff. That's just who Russ is. You know, Russ is just that guy. And the, he's the same guy, the same corny guy at the podium that that he is in real life. And, you know, that's why people get on him. That's also why people like him because of the person that he is. He's he's just a solid dude. Um, you know, he's I, I compare him a lot to Derek Carr because he's very similar in his, you know, in his faith and, you know, the way that he approaches things and the way that he the way that he communicates with people. Um, so I have a lot of question marks around this Broncos team this year uh, just to, you know, you know, what are the, you know, what are they going to look like in that first year? Because, you know, last year with Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, it was it was bad. Well, yeah, I would agree with that. Whether you're a Broncos fan, Raiders fan, Chiefs, Chargers, anybody in the AFC, everyone knew that Nathaniel Hackett tenure was uh, not good here but that actually kind of just raised a, qu- a real quick question you know regarding Russell Wilson how he's viewed because we always you know as Denver fans of course we're going to back up our quarterback but as a as a Raiders guy how do you view Russell in terms of like all the negativity that he's had over the past year especially like you know the national you know media kind of you know really going at him what, what's your view on that you know my view on Russ is kind of I'm still the jury's still out on if he's cooked, you know, and and to for lack of better terms, um, you know, you generally a team does not let their let their franchise quarterback go when you have, you know, the same regime. Right. Like you look at the Raiders and they let Derek Carr go with with Josh McDaniels. Um, You know, you have Derek Carr. Sorry, my kids are going crazy in the background. (laughs) You know, Derek Carr, Josh McDaniels didn't work out. Derek goes back with Dennis Allen, who who was drafted by. You know, that makes sense. Now, this is, you know, Pete Carroll let Russ go. You generally don't see that happen. So the question is, is he is he good? Is he ready to go or is is he done? And so those are the those are the biggest questions. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's been a lot of it's way too much for Russ. And I like that comparison made to Derek Carr. And yeah. then obviously the the whole thing about him being like corny and all that. I mean, we had Benjamin Albright on the show and he said the same exact thing as you said. Like, this mm-hmm. is who Russell Wilson is in real life. This isn't just like a, a show he's putting on for the cameras or anything. Like, this is who Russ is. And for the people that have an issue with it, like, I mean, the guy's not going to change himself for you. This is who Russ is. It's, he's, exactly. He's like, a, at the same time, like, it's funny because he doesn't look authentic, but this is literally who he is. Like, that's the authentic Russell Wilson that you're going to get. And so he's not going to change himself for anybody. And um, yeah. I, I'm glad to see there's at least, you know, some fans out there that are not fans of the Broncos that kind of see it for how it is. Um, but my next question for you is, Moving over to the Raiders side of things, how confident are you in the Raiders this season to exceed uh, expectations despite many analysts, and I mean many analysts, uh, predicting losing record, uh, re- predicting a losing record for the team in 2023? And what are some areas on the roster you feel are more you're more comfortable after this year as opposed to uh, as as opposed to the last? Yeah, you know, I think the Raiders are. Uh, it's funny because you know, taking my Raider fan bias out of this, I think that. The analysts look at last season. They look at Josh McDaniels' history uh, as a head coach. Obviously, his time in Denver, he didn't didn't do well. Um, you have the you know the indie fallout of where he you know took the indie job, backed out of that, 
which actually was really smart for him at that time because Andrew Luck ended up retiring. Um, but, you know, and you look at the the fallout with you have, you know, what was it, seven games where they were, had a lead at halftime and they blew the lead at halftime. This year, I think that they're in a better position. I think that a lot of analysts are going to be proven wrong this year. Um, and this is why. One, you have Jimmy G, who looking at it, it's a lateral move between him and Derek Carr as mm-hmm. from a physical standpoint. I think Derek has a better arm, throws a better deep ball. I think Jimmy's a better game manager, but he's also better in the red zone. Where Jimmy, where Jimmy has the edge on Carr is that Jimmy has experience in this system. He's worked, he's you know played under McDaniels, he knows the system, he's been around this, you know, been around the game for a while. And Jimmy's track record speaks for itself when he's on the field. He he's a proven winner. The question is, can he stay healthy? Now, the Raiders last year had the 15th ranked offensive line. They kept Derek Carr upright for most of the season. I think that if the Raiders offensive line can continue to keep Jimmy healthy, then we're going to see if this is a Jimmy situation or if it was a Kyle Shanahan situation where Kyle just didn't protect his quarterbacks. A lot of times we saw the quarterbacks under Kyle Shanahan just they don't get protected. Brock Purdy went down. Josh Johnson went down. Trey Lance went down. Jimmy went down. And so guys keep going down. Is is it a Kyle Shanahan situation or is it a Jimmy G situation? Looking at the offense, you got Devontae Adams coming back. You bring in Jacoby Myers, who, you know, was a thousand yard receiver last year. So really you have a one A and one, you have a one A and one B receiver. You don't have a wide receiver one and two. You have Hunter Renfro who's coming off a down year, but he got he got in the gym, he got in shape. He, he's able to have be a little more free with his routes, uh, which he was doing the year before, where he had a lot of success, where he was the number one receiver. Um, and you you have him coming into that slot position. You got Josh Jacobs coming back. Josh Jacobs was the league leading rusher last year. He's happy with the team now. So you got him coming back. Offensively, I think this team can put points on the board. You lose Darren Waller, but Darren Waller was only active for about seven games last year. You bring in Michael Mayer, who was a top tight end talent coming out of the draft. And you all bring in Austin Hooper, who's also a great receiving tight end. Defensively, on this on the defensive side of the ball, they improved on many levels. Now, obviously, defensive line. Uh, there's a lot going on with Chandler Jones right now. I'll touch on a little bit about that. I know you guys want to talk about it. There's not much that I can get into. There's, you know, there's obviously, you know, things that, that we can say that we can't say. Um, but you got Max Crosby who, you know, should be a DPOY candidate. Max Crosby is one of the best defensive ends in the league right now. Um, defensive tackle wise, they've gotten better there. You bring in Byron Young, you bring in, uh, Nessa Jade, uh, Silvera, uh, seventh round steal. Um, and then you also bring back Jerry Tillery, who you know made a lot of great plays last year, made a couple boneheaded plays, but he is a good pass rusher. Um, my question mark is the biggest question mark on this team is the is the linebacking core. Um, they're a little light at linebacker. The question is, you know, is Robert Splain, Divine Diablo going to be those guys that can take charge, or are the Raiders going to still be looking at looking at adding linebacker talent? They just restructured Jimmy G's contract to give him to give another seventeen million in salary cap. So there is some there is some ability to move freely in there. Um, the Raiders are currently at fifty four on the roster because of Josh Jacobs' exception, um, but that's obviously going to change depending on what happens with Chandler Jones. And so those are the questions there. Now looking at the secondary, this is the first time I've actually been excited about the Raiders secondary in a long time. Uh, bringing in Marcus Epps, who had a great year last year in Philadelphia, I think he's going to be good for Trayvon Merrick. Bringing in Marcus Peters, who still has a lot of juice left in the tank. AFC West, we we know him well. You know, we've seen him. We've seen him in Kansas City. Uh, you know, we saw him down in LA. We saw him over in, in Baltimore. The guy can play, and the guy's a ball hawk. Um, putting Nate Hobbs back at the slot where he's where he's comfortable, and then bringing in Jacory and Bennett. And I, I talk about this all the time. When you're a cornerback and you're rocking the number zero, 
you got to be ice cold. Like you got to have balls <laughs> of steel because if you're rocking zero, you know you're going to get targeted and you got to be that dude. So any any skill player that wears a single digit outside of quarterback has to be that guy. And Jacorian Bennett's rocking that zero. So I'm excited to see what he can do out there. Yeah, I mean, I, those are all very interesting to hear, especially about the secondary. And actually sticking with the secondary, more tailored towards the game. Who can people expect, especially from the Denver side, who is a secondary player that maybe hasn't been getting talked about enough coming up for this game that Denver fans should really look out for and, uh, you know, really keep an eye out? Because we've heard on the Denver side that maybe that secondary for Las Vegas isn't their biggest strength on that defense, and maybe that we can exploit that. But on, in your opinion, who is one of those players that can really step up on Sunday? I can tell you right now, if uh, when, Judy's not playing this Sunday, right? He's out, right? It's really up in the air. Uh, Jordan seems to think that he has a, a better chance than most uh, think at playing this Sunday. He's been limited the last two days in practice, including yeah. today. So he has a little legitimate shot. But if I would have to guess, I would say week two is more realistic. I can tell you if Judy plays and he, and he tries to pull what he did last year to Amik Robertson, he's going to have some problems. Um, Amik is Amik's one of those guys that he's always in the mix. You know, he's not talked about a lot. He's five foot nine. He's a little scrappy dude. Uh, around here, we call him Tiny Loke because when you when you get on him about being short, he seems to grow about five inches and, and just gets after it. Uh, but I think in the secondary, he's going to be one of those guys to look at. I think another guy that's going to really start to shine this year is Trayvon Merrick. He didn't have a good season last year, but look at who he was playing with. He had Jonathan Abram back there with him. And Jonathan Abram's currently not in the league right now. He's, you know, he's not on the roster. And so those are the, you know, that's that's the things you need to look at. Um, I, so I think Trayvon Merrick and, and Amik Robertson are going to be some guys that are going to go in there and make a difference uh, that, that aren't probably talked about enough. I was a huge Amik Robertson guy coming coming out of college. I was advocating big time for him to go to the Broncos. So it's good to see he's doing uh you know pretty good over there in uh, Vegas. Um, I, I actually wanted to add uh, one more thing with the whole Josh McDaniels and the offense and everything. What are your thoughts on him? Because obviously his tenure in Denver was not a good one. A lot of Broncos fans, I could tell you, do not think very fond of him. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, obviously in Broncos country, he's not very liked. And what are your thoughts on him with uh, the Raiders and you know reuniting with Jimmy G? That it seems like that. That chemistry is already like pre-established so it's one of those things where it's like all you had to do is just get a refresher in the offseason and boom like the offense is already there the system's already um locked in with uh, the head coach you know quarterback duo what are your thoughts on how he can uh, do this year um with the raiders because i feel like um i'm not super high on him it seems like the raiders fans are a little bit split on him what, what are your thoughts on josh mcdaniels yeah raider fans are really split on him i think one of the things with josh mcdaniels is he's one of those guys that you either love or you hate, you know, there's, there's really no in between last year. I couldn't stand the guy. I was advocating for the Raiders to fire him. I was like, look, we had this playoff team last year. We went through all this stuff. We had rich Masaccio. Why do we, why do we go on for this? Yeah. Now I'm starting to see the vision. You know, Dave Ziegler had a really good draft, um, brought in some really good guys, had a good free agency class. Um, and then, you know, you look at this team and they seem to be more comfortable. They seem to be looser. They seem to be more prepared. Um, guys are having a little bit more fun than they did last year. And from the players that I've spoken with, everybody in that locker room loves Josh, you know, from, from Max Crosby to Josh Jacobs to, to Jimmy G. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of consistency there. I know a lot of people were talking about, there were rumors that Devonte Adams was unhappy and, you know, with the quarterback search, when you have the number one wide receiver in the national football league, do you not think that the wide, that the, the, the he's, 
part of the conversation on who you're going to get for quarterback. So Devontae was involved in those conversations with with bringing in Jimmy G. If they didn't, if Devontae didn't want Jimmy G, Jimmy G would not be wearing silver and black right now because yeah. at the end of the day, Devontae is way more important than Jimmy. And so I think that I'm giving Josh last year as a mulligan. I'm looking at this year going in fresh, wiping the slate clean and seeing what he can do with his guys, with his team, with his, with his program, with his plan. And if he can do it this year, then, you know, if he can get this team over the hump, if they can win more than six games, they can win more than, you know, get double digit wins, then, okay, I'll, I'll start singing Josh's praises. One thing I will say, one thing I will praise him on uh, is the way that he's been handling the Chandler Jones situation, you know, keeping everything in house, not leaking anything out, um, you know, keeping everything very professional. You know, the only thing that's been leaked out is Chandler Jones leaking stuff out, you know, in, in the past with John Gruden or with Mike Mayock, you wouldn't have had that. You probably would have had him cut or you would have had a lot of stuff coming out. There would have been, you know, just a circus in the media. Um, so I think that Josh McDaniels has doing, done a really good job of keeping everything in-house and keeping everything tight-knit and buttoned down. I, I just wanted to add real quick, like for a lot of Broncos fans, it's kind of funny to think about. We would not have Jared Stidham right now if, was, if it wasn't for how Josh McDaniels handled the Derek's uh, – the their car situation at the end of the season, which is yeah. funny enough because that that little sample size we got in those you know few I think it was three games that he started, um and then his performance against the Niners we wouldn't have assigned Jared Sinem to that two year ten million dollar contract if it wasn't you know a lot of people were kind of you know upset with how Josh McDaniels handled that with uh, Derek Carr's last few games in in uh, Las Vegas obviously we're not Raiders fans but I was kind of like questioned like why would you know why he made that that call but at the end of the day we have a a pretty solid backup quarterback in uh, Jarrett Sidham, but yeah. I'm gonna let I'm gonna go ahead and let Jordan go. Well, actually, real quick, I would like to know your thoughts about Jarrett Sidham. I know you saw him for the last uh, couple games there, so I mean, what are your opinions on our backup quarterback right now? I like Stidham. You know, I wanted, I was hoping the Raiders would be able to keep him. I thought that he played really well down the stretch. He played great against the Niners. Um, you know, he he took it to overtime. And, you know, take to take the number one defense to overtime to this this team that, you know, was playing to go to the Super Bowl. That's huge. And I think that Jared Stidham realized that, that was his first start. The moment was not too big for him. Uh, he can step in. And, you know, he may be a guy that you guys actually might see a little bit more of this year, depending on how Russ plays. But he's definitely a, a backup quarterback that you can feel comfortable about. He's a guy that can come in and win some games for you. He didn't win any games for us, but he was really close to it. Um, but I think that, you know, he also played against the Niners and he played against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs came out and just did whatever they wanted against the Raiders. By that time, the season was over. The Raiders didn't really care. Um, but I think that Stidham is a guy who's a great backup. Um, he's a good guy to have in the in the locker room, good guy to have in the roster. Uh, he's also a great guy that you can run in scout team because he does give you a different ton of different looks. Um, he's got, you know, he's got good legs. He's got a good arm. He can do a lot of different things. And so he's going to get your defense prepared for, for a lot of games. Yeah, I'm sure you saw how well he was doing against uh, against the Rams. I know it's the Rams, but he was man, he was cooking them in the preseason. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that uh, you touched a little bit on the Chandler Jones situation. I know I wanted to ask you about that. A lot of people are kind of confused by what's going on. I remember the other day I woke up and saw all the Instagram stories. Um, can you kind of tell a little, just what you, whatever you can't, whatever you do know and whatever you can't say, um, what's going on with that situation with Chandler Jones? Because I mean, uh, for a lot of Broncos fans listening, that's pretty important. He's one of the best mm -hmm. edge rushers in the NFL. So, yeah. um, what's kind of going on with uh, that situation? How it's shaping out? Yeah. So 
you know, there's obviously there's obviously a lot going on with the Chandler, the Chandler Jones situation. This is all, this is something that's been brewing for a while. Um, one of the text messages is that he leaked with Josh McDaniels uh, dates back to August 18th. So this isn't something that's new. It's something that's been ongoing. Um, he did miss some time at training camp. And, I'm, you know, the speculation is it has to do with whatever is going on. Um, my guess, because I don't have all the information, uh, but my guess is it looks to be, you know, something to deal with a mental health episode. Um, just based off the based off the way of his his Instagram posts, his you know the way the timing of things, um, them sending out a crisis response team. Typically, those things are done because of mental yeah. health things. Um, you know, he wrote a list of his idols. Idols were his brother John Bones Jones, uh, Kanye West, Alden Smith, Antonio Brown, all who have famously had public battles with mental health issues. Um, and so it kind of, that was one of the things that stood out to me. Um, you know, looking back in his past, he did have a situation back when he was with New England uh, where he had a similar situation where he had some uh, synthetic weed where he ended up at the police station uh, unclothed um, and there were some issues there. So there is a history. Um, and based off of the, based off the Instagram posts, the way that he's talking and the, the, the verbiage that he's using is not similar to what he typically talks like or not what he would write. He, you know, he's not, he's generally a little bit more reformed and is not, you know, as unhinged with that. And so the Raiders are playing this situation delicately. They're keeping everything in house. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that Chandler Jones gets the help that he needs and, and, you know, is surrounded by people that, that are going to support him. Um, and ultimately, at the end of the day, when he's ready, he, he hopefully can come back. Uh, I don't think that he'll be available this weekend. You should expect to see Malcolm Kuntz take over in that starting defensive end position. Uh, and then Tyree Wilson will probably get some run as well. So um, that's that's my guess uh, for for what's going on is, like I said, I don't want to I don't want to speculate too much, but that that's what it yeah. looks like to me. Yeah, and I, actually, as someone who covers the, the UFC as well, I know a lot about John Jones and how that bond is together with those two brothers. But um, in all seriousness, I hope, you know, everything works out with him and everything that he's dealing with. Uh, shifting towards the game on Sunday, kind of the same question I asked you about the secondary. I'm going to shift it to the defensive line. The offensive line got revamped in Denver uh, pretty big. Uh, new offensive line coach got a couple of new tackles. Uh, we got a new guard. So who is someone on the defensive line that can really wreak havoc on this offensive line and make it a hard day? Max Crosby. Max is going to, Max is going to give Russ a hard day. Uh, but besides Max, I would say, I think, I think you're going to see a lot of Jerry Tillery in there. Um, I think Jerry Tillery is going to get, get after it a lot. He's going to, you know, especially in the passing game. Um, I would say that he's going to be the guy you're probably going to see a little bit of Nesta in there. Uh, and Malcolm Coons is a guy that you can't sleep on. Um, he's big, he's long, he's strong. Um, and he's, he's had some success against the Broncos in the past. Um, uh, but uh, look, Max against Mike McGlinchey, I'm taking that matchup all day long. And I would, I would put money on the over for, for sacks. Yeah, I man, I have not been uh, all the pod listeners know I've not been too fond of that Mike McGlinchey signing. I love the guy to death. He's a great guy, 
but he's just not been great in pass pro. And then line up up against Max Crosby, that's gonna be that's gonna be trouble, man. And we've been we've been expressing our concerns for Garrett Bowles as well. And it's like Max Crosby, you can really line him up wherever you want, and he can re- uh, you know wreck havoc. So um, I'm definitely shaking about that uh, that matchup there. Uh, but one of my next questions for you is just like overall, what are your expectations for the uh, the season opener this Sunday in Denver? Like, how do you see it going? Um, and then like, what do you think the Raiders have to do to get the win? And then if you're looking at it from like the Broncos perspective, what do you think the Broncos have to do to get the win? So I looked at an interesting stat. The, the Raiders are 6-0 and when Josh Jacobs scores a touchdown or more in the, in the game. Um, the Raiders are well, – the Raiders have a three-year sweep on the Broncos, and we're, we're looking to extend that to four years. Um, the, one of the matchups that I'm looking at is Patrick versus Devontae Adams. You know, last year they they went after it. They were going back and forth. Devontae had the walk-off touchdown. Um, famously said he's not he's not there yet. Um, I think Pat Sertain is going to be a top corner in this league for a long time coming. I, you know, the way that he plays, uh, he's physical, he's fast, he gets after it. I like the way he plays. Um, he's going to give a lot of offenses headaches for a long time. Uh, but I'm excited to watch that matchup because this is going to be a fun matchup to watch. The, you know, these guys are both fierce competitors. Uh, they're both the top of the posi- top of their position, um, and they both have something to prove, right? Devontae wants to prove that you know that he still got it, and Pat wants to prove that that he can shut him down. And so those are going to be the matchups that I'm watching. Um, and then just Josh Jacobs against that defensive line. Um, if jo- like I said, if Josh can have a game like he like if Josh typically has great games against the Broncos and if he can continue that, then it's going to be it's going to be a, a long, a long day. Um, I expect and, I, and I'm not just saying this as a Raider fan. I expect to see the Raiders win. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. You know, these games are typically close. Uh, AFC West opponents are always typically close games. Um, I do think that there's going to be. I would say probably t- at least 20 points on each side of the, each side of the ball, um, you know, depending on, depending on who, who offensively is playing for the Broncos. You know, I know you guys have had your issues with injuries, uh, especially at the wide receiver position. Um, so you guys are going to really have to rely on the running game uh, and you're going to have to have Russ get smart with the ball. Um, and so it's really going to come down to, I think who has the ball last. Yeah, I mean, it, un, unfortunately, we have been dealing with so many injuries, especially in yeah. the receiving group. With Judy uh, recently just having that hamstring, Tim Patrick out for the year again, and even KJ Hammer uh, with that heart issue. Um, as you want to switch the focus to your backup quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, I was really big on him during the draft. He looked great in the preseason. So what are your expectations, at least in the future, for Aiden O'Connell and, uh, and what he has in store for the future for the Raiders? Yeah, um, I really like Aiden. You know, uh, we call him Farver around these parts because he looks just like Rod Farver from Super Troopers. Got that <laughs> mustache. I mean, he's look. The kid can throw. The kid can sling it. He's he's got it. Um, watching him in the preseason, he was ready. He was ready for action. He didn't look like a rookie in the preseason. He looked ready. Yeah. This is where I. This is where you know my thing with Jimmy comes in. If, if Jimmy can't stay healthy. I don't think Aiden's going to take Jimmy's job outright, but I think if Jimmy goes down, I don't think Jimmy gets his job back. I think Aiden O'Connell will step in and could be the guy that, that takes over. Um, you know, I was, you know, I wanted to draft CJ Stroud. I was really big on CJ Stroud. I think that Aiden O'Connell might, you know, looking at it right now, Aiden O'Connell might be the best quarterback in this draft right now on paper, looking at it. 
you know, obviously we have to see a full, a full season. We have to see him actually get out there and play. But I think mm-hmm. there's an opportunity for him to be really good. Uh, so one of my next questions uh, for you is, um, so we went over like the preseason or not the preseason, excuse me, our pre our season opener, uh, what you can expect for both sides of the ball. Um, so you have the Raiders winning um, and you have at least 20 uh, points on the board. But what would you say is like your official score prediction uh, for this game? Go 27-24 Raiders. Oh, so that yeah, that's a that's a big one. It's 27-24. I mean, if if you had told a, a 2022 Broncos fan they're scoring 24 points, yeah, I mean I think they were celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um it's good to hear from you on the Raiders, Broncos, your expectations for everything. One last question I have for you for this episode is if you could steal any Broncos player on offense or defense to immediately put on the Raiders roster, um, who would it be and why? Uh, I would have to be Pat Sertain. Uh, like I said, top corner. Uh, instantly, you put him alongside Marcus Peters. It's instant ball hawk, ball hawk secondary. Um, I think that, you know, that just elevates a defense, especially when you have a good secondary to begin with. I think anybody would choose Pastor Tan, I, I think, at this moment. Yeah, and for me, uh, if I'm doing, like, the opposite and stealing one Raiders player from your roster putting on here, I think we could all know uh, who it's going to be. It's going to be Max Crosby easily. I yeah, mean, the dude the dude, just a beast. Um, Joe Labardi, our uh, OC, actually said today during a press conference that every play that the Broncos are game planning for the Raiders' defense this week, they're planning out exactly how they're going to block and handle Crosby on the defensive line. That just speaks to measures when a, a coach – yeah, exactly. When a coach is specifically talking about how – you have to game plan for one specific player rather than just a huge unit as a whole. I mean, that just speaks to measures how uh, widely talented uh, Crosby is. He's going to be an all pro player for, you know, years on end. And yeah. uh, you guys are very lucky to have a guy like Crosby. I think he's probably like one of the faces of the NFL, honestly. Oh yeah. I love Max. He's great. Great dude on and off the field. Um, you know, he's a great player, great guy. Definitely one of the faces. Yeah. Um, so that is going to be it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, if you guys are listening on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the like button and comment um, and subscribe as well. Like I said, if you guys uh, had any different opinions than us about anything in this game, uh, if you agreed or disagreed on anything, please let us know in the comments. We read all of your comments. Um, and uh, as always, I appreciate the support. If you guys are listening on Spotify podcast, make sure you guys hit the follow button, leave a five-star rating, and turn notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. Um, but Kenny, thank you so much for being on today's episode. Uh, today's episode it was a joy a blast having you on um good luck to uh the raiders this sunday um i know you threw a little uh little sneak jab in there talking about let's make it a four years uh sweep in a row we do not take that lightly over here man uh, we're my I, I said it on previous episodes i think we're gonna break the streak this sunday that's just my personal opinion on it but it was really good to get your perspective on some things because yeah. i'm not gonna lie like i thought the raiders secondary was like not great i still think at cornerback it's not the, the the, the biggest strong suit, but you did bring up some really good point, points. I mean, that Marcus F signing is a, a really underrated signing in that secondary. Um, but thank you so much for being on the show today, man. You uh, you brought some really good perspectives. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And uh, good luck this Sunday, and go Raiders. <laughs> Had to end it off with that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> everybody, I appreciate you guys, as always, uh, listening to the show, um, like I said. And uh, with that being said, I'm your host, Amir, with my co-host, Jordan, and today's special guest, Kenny King Jr. To the next episode. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>